Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of old movie serial cliffhangers. You can find them on our website, comicweb.com, or just type Comic Web into iTunes and you should find them. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. If you downloaded our massive Superman podcast last week, you can tell that our collection of episodes is a bit spotty at this point in the original broadcast. Last week's sp- storyline of The Tin Men first aired in 1943, but from 1943 to 1945 we only have a very few episodes and no full storylines. So we pick up the action at the end of one story but the beginning of another in 1945 called The Confidence Gang. So if anyone out there knows where we can get our hands on the elusive 1943 to 1945 Superman episodes, please let us know. Thank you. Kellogg's Pep, the super delicious cereal, presents the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman who today brings the exciting hunt for buried treasure to a somewhat successful end. Unaware that, meanwhile, more serious trouble is brewing in Metropolis for his friends. We'll join him in a minute. But first, here's Dan McCullough, who's practically bursting with a story he wants to tell us. Let's have it, Dan. Well, how are you today, Pep Gang? That's right. I have a little story to tell you about something that happened to me. I was uh, walking along the path down by the river, and suddenly I heard a lot of talking. Well, I looked behind a clump of trees, and there were five young fellows talking about the new second series of Kellogg's Pep Buttons. They were trading. You know, those 22 bright-colored darbs I've been talking to you about uh, so much lately? Why, they didn't even know I was peeking at them until I said, Hey, fellas, how about letting me in on this? I'm your Kellogg's Pep pal, Dan McCullough. And when I pulled my air squadron and warplane buttons out of my pocket, we really went to town. I traded one of my duplicates for that 232nd Marine Torpedo Bombing Squadron insignia. You know, the one with the flying red devil and his pitchfork? But if I hadn't been lucky enough to have my Kellogg's Pep Buttons with me, I never would have gotten in on that trading. That's why, gang, it's so important for you to always have your buttons pinned on your cap or jacket. Remember, you can't buy these buttons anywhere. Nope, they come only in packages of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep. So ask Mom to keep plenty of Kellogg's Pep on hand for you. Then look for your prize in the package. Now you'll find the button, your insignia or warplane button, in the bottom of the package in between the carton and the inner wax bag. It's a prize for you from P-E-P. Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. And now the adventures of Superman. When Pierre, the caretaker of Perry White's old homestead in Maine, admitted to Superman that he was a black market operator and that the four dwarfs were his helpers, only part of the mystery in the woods was solved. Then Peter and Paul, the two elder dwarfs, confessed that they had stolen a map from White, showing where a million dollars in English money was supposedly buried, but insisted that the map was in the possession of their brothers Jacob and Esau. Locking the three conspirators in a cabin, Superman and his guise of Clark Kent led White and Jimmy to a cave near the sea where they found the midget twins, Jacob and Esau, unconscious. A newly dug hole in the floor of the cave disclosed an ancient rusty treasure chest which was empty. As we continue now, Kent is kneeling anxiously beside the motionless dwarfs while White and Jimmy stand by nervously. Suddenly, one of the little men moves. Oh, 
Oh, oh he's alive. They're both alive, Jim. Oh, that's what... No, is it? Well, where's the million dollars in gold? The chest's empty. They stole it. Oh, I'm sure they didn't. They're good dwarfs. Peter and Paul are the bad ones. Ah, they're all bad. If you ask me... Wait a me... minute, he's trying to talk. I... Where... Take it easy now. Which one is he, Jim? Oh, I think he's Jacob. Well, how can you tell? There's a likest two peas in the pod. I... I... Oh, my head. Oh, never mind your head. What happened? Where's my treasure? Oh, treasure? Oh, dear, the treasure. Oh, Esau, don't let him take it. Esau, stop, Salvador, stop. Huh? Salvador. Stop sure, don't you remember? Jacob stop and Esau told us they were working with a man named Salvador. Oh, yeah. Uh, what about Salvador, uh, Jacob? He, why, why, it's Mr. Kent. That's right. And Mr. White, Master Olson. Oh, no, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Oh, Please, we won't, don't. Jacob. No, no, we won't if you tell us the truth. Now, where's my treasure? You found it here, didn't you? Uh, yes, we... There, you see, Kent? Oh, what happened to Esau? Same thing had happened to you, apparently. He was hit on the head, but he'll be all right. Uh, now, uh, what happened uh, to the Salvador. treasure? That terrible Salvador did it. He came in just when we dug up all the lovely money. He wanted us to give it to him, but we wouldn't. Then he... Just he... a minute. Where did Salvador go, Jacob? Where? Yes. I don't know. Uh, back to his ship, maybe. Oh, all the lovely what money. What ship? What ship? His fishing schooner. Uh, Kent, we've got to contact the Coast Guard and have this Salvador picked up. He's in the gang and he's got the treasure. My quarter of a million dollars. Hey, where's the telephone? Oh, we're miles from a telephone in these woods. That fellow will get away. No, he won't. You both stay here. Now, where are you going, Kent? I tell you, there's no telephone within miles. Don't worry. I, uh, I've got a little idea. Stay right there now. I'll be back soon. Oh, Kent, you come back here. You're crazy. Here we are. Behind these trees will do. Now, out of these clothes in a hurry. If Salvador owns a fishing schooner, he must have headed for it. And Superman will find him. There we are, all set. Up and away! Now, that's Pirate's Cove down there. And, yeah, there is an anchored fishing schooner. Well, I'll just go to... Wait a minute. There's a rowboat going out to the schooner. And a black-bearded man in it. I've got a hunch that Salvador. Down to that rowboat. Down! Oh, what the... Who was that? Salvador, I believe. Yes, uh, I... Uh, well, who are you? Where'd you come from? From a certain cave, my friend, where you... Ah, I see you've got a large sack here full of English gold crowns. I'll take that if you don't mind. No, no, keep your hands off. Come on. And... Oh, no, let me go. You, you're some kind of devil. Yes, many crooks like you have called me that. Now, here we go. Wait a minute. There are 200,000 English pounds in this sack. That's all right. Let me go, I said. Nothing doing. We're going back to the cave. Up! And away! Clutching the terrified black-bearded ruffian under his arm, Superman streaks back to the cave in the woods where he had left Perry White and Jimmy Olsen, only to discover as he lands at the entrance that Salvador, his human cargo, has fainted from sheer fright. Ducking back into the woods, Superman assumes the guise of Clark Kent and again approaches the cave, calling to White and Jimmy. Chief! Jimmy! Come on out. Well, Leaping Lizards, what's happened? Come on out and you'll see. Jehovah. Uh, who's that man on the ground? Salvador, in person. Well, where'd you find him? Never mind that now. I've got some bad news for you, Chief. The gold. The million dollars. It's gone. Oh, no, not quite. It, it was never there, so it can't be gone. Well, what do you mean? Now, stop talking around in bushes. What? I mean beating in around in circles. No, you know what I mean. Well, it's very simple. Someone made a mistake on that map. It wasn't 200,000 pounds in English money. It was 2,000 pounds. Uh, $10,000, roughly. Well, how do you know? I'm quite sure of it. However, there is enough in this sack to buy Jimmy's mother a house. And that's what really counts, doesn't it? Well, I suppose so. 
All this trouble for $10,000. Oh, it's going to look like a million to my mother, Mr. White. And now what about this black-bearded bandit? What about the heir and the two no-good dwarfs? I would take the whole kit and caboodle of them back to town and turn them over to the sheriff. Well, what about the two in the cave? The good ones? Oh, they're coming back with us to Metropolis. What? I'm going to get them jobs in my aunt's circus. Good boy, Jim. Well, let's get started then. I want a hot bath, a decent bed to sleep in, and no more excitement for a year. Well, the bath and the bed we can guarantee, Chief, but the excitement's another matter. There's no telling when that's going to crop up. Yes, Clark, you're right. There is no telling. In fact, even at this very moment, something is happening in Metropolis that will make your Northwoods adventure seem like child's play. A new and much greater danger is slowly taking shape and form. Someone very close to you is in the shadow of death. We'll return in a moment to find out what the danger is and whom it is about to strike. But first, here's your announcer. You know, Pep Gang, it seems uh, easy to get the full second series of four-colored insignia and warplane buttons that come in packages of Kellogg's Pep. Of course, you know that there are eight Army Air Squadron insignia, three Marine insignia, seven Navy insignia, and four warplane buttons. Twenty-two sparkling buttes in all, each one a real eye-catcher. Boy, what really swell prizes they are. Dramatic-looking, with brilliant designs that sure do stand out against a pure white background. For instance, one favorite of mine is that bright blue eagle flying into white clouds and carrying death-dealing red bombs. That's the insignia of the 70th Bombardment Squadron, and it's sure a honey. Now, there's only one way to get these smart-looking Kellogg's Pep buttons. You can't buy them anywhere. They come only in packages of Kellogg's Pep. You don't send in a penny, not even a box stop. You just make sure that Mom gets a good supply of pep for your house. Kellogg's Pep, that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal that's so good to eat and so good for you. Then, you look inside each package for your prize, a smart-looking insignia or warplane button. You'll find the button at the bottom of the package in between the carton and the inner wax bag. It's your prize from P.E.P. Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. While Superman was winding up the mystery of the North Woods, a strange scene boding serious danger for the Man of Steel and his friends is taking place. In Playland, an amusement park on the outskirts of Metropolis, a wooden conical structure built to resemble a small lighthouse stands beside the concession known as the River of Horrors. Inside the false lighthouse is a single dark circular room, windowless and lit dimly by one shaded lamp. In an armchair beside the lamp sits a heavy-set middle-aged man, dressed in well-tailored clothes and wearing a massive signet ring glittering on his right hand. His few remaining thin gray hairs are combed carefully across a large, well-shaped head, and in appearance, he could well pass for a prosperous banker or doctor. Now his regular but heavy features are set in a twisting scowl, and his deeply pouched small eyes, set under almost hairless brows, flash angry fire at the pretty dark-haired girl who sits in a chair across from him, her manicured fingers playing nervously with strings of cheap pearls, which fall in many loops over a flashy red dress. She's waiting for another outburst from the heavy-set man, and soon it comes. You're a fool, Dixie. Stupid, ignorant fool. It wouldn't endanger all of us. I'd willingly turn you over to the police that you pay for your stupidity in the electric chair. Please don't talk that way, Dr. Bly. I couldn't help what I'd done. When this dumb dick makes a pass at me, I... You shot him. You shot a federal officer. You know what that means? Yeah, sure. But I had to leave him have it. And I saw this dick waiting for me in the hotel lobby, and he says to me like the jig is up, Miss Dixie Lamar, I believe. Well, I, I guess I just lost my head. Yes, obviously. But why did you have to shoot him? Why didn't you bolt? Well, I, I had my gun in my bag, and my hand just naturally pulled it out, and, well, I left him have it. With a dozen people in the lobby to see you and identify you. 
How many times have I told you not to carry a gun? And haven't I drilled and drilled into you that if you're ever arrested to go along peaceably? Yeah, I know. But like I said, Doc, I lost my head. And your head would be no great loss. It's my head that's in danger now. And others who are valuable to me. Please get you, I'm ruined. Ruined, do you understand? How about me? I'm the one with the murder rap. I'm the one who will burn if they nab me. A small loss indeed. Oh, why did I ever get mixed up with an empty head like you? Because you needed me to help you catch the suckers for your phony oil stock racket, that's why. I did my share. Now you've got to get me out of this mess. Yes, of course, but how? We can't keep you locked up in this amusement park for more than another week. Closes for the season on the 15th, you know. It does. Gee, what'll we do? Hi, Jake. Who's that? Take it easy, relax. Ah, it's only happy. What's the idea, Happy? Why didn't you give the knocks before you unlocked the door? All everything, Jackson. I mean, Doctor, I'm riding a red-hot rail, see? I got no time for knocking on doors. Me, I'm cooking with gas. Did I say gas? I mean that stuff in the atom bombs. What I mean is I'm hot, see? Ah, look, this ain't no time for jitterbug and jive. We're in trouble. Serious trouble. Ain't I hip to that boss? Sure I am. That's why I'm waltzing in with this. With what? This newspaper here. Dig what you see here. Dig it good, Jackson. Will you stop waving that newspaper in front of my face, you... you... Oh, and you call me a nut brain. Ha <laughs> ha, he's flattering you, baby. Go on, doctor, dig that paper. Look at the dream puss right there, see? Who does she look like, huh? Well, right there. Good heavens. They've got a picture of Dixie in the Daily Planet. My picture? Nah, they couldn't. It's Ray just... likes just to let your hair down. You too, doctor. What's left of your hair, I mean. Read what it says under the picture of the slick chick. Go on. Lois Lane, star reporter with the Daily Planet. Two of the best... Lois Lane. This isn't Dixie. It ain't? Let me see. Of course it ain't, but this newspaper, darling, is a dead ringer for you, baby. I says to myself when I see it, I says, this is schmaltzy. There ought to be something here, happy old mellow man. Show it to the doc, the big-time operator. He's smart. He'll dig the load down on it, I says. Lois Lane is a double for you, Dixie. Yeah. What do you know? I swear she was me. Yeah. So will all those witnesses who saw you shoot the federal man. I've got it. Got what, Doc? You dig something, Jackson? I see the way out of our difficulty. Yes. All our troubles are over. This fire, this is perfect. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> Chuckling. The man known as Dr. Bly looks floatingly at the photograph of Lois Lane in the Daily Planet. What is in his cunning mind? What sinister scheme is he preparing for the unsuspecting Lois? Fellows and girls, don't miss tomorrow's exciting episode when we begin a fascinating new story which will try the strength and powers of Superman to the limit. Tune in same time, same station for The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet... More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday. Same time, same station. By the makers of that super delicious cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in the Superman DC publication. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.